Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I'm Lucas Mack, and it's such a pleasure having you join this podcast. Today, I'm really excited to bring my second episode with Lori Ladd. Now, this, I want to prepare you for this conversation. Whatever comes up for you, whatever comes up, my request of you is to allow it to come up in love and to look inwardly and say and ask yourself, why is this coming up? What is this tethered to? Lori and I have a conversation. We talk about Donald Trump. We talk about the reptilians. We talk about the Galactic Federation of Light. We talk about the new earth. We talk about the great awakening. We talk about saving the children. We talk about a lot. And in the end, Regardless of where you are, you know, I agree, I disagree. My request is you listen because my desire for you is to walk in love and light as it is for me, as it is for Lori. And Lori desires the same thing. So it's not about do we agree. This is just a conversation that I had with her that we are inviting you on this journey to look at it all regardless of presidential outcomes, regardless of political divide, regardless of parties and dogma and doctrine and denominations and theological dissertations, may we all remember that we are one human species, one beautiful human consciousness. And this conversation, we get into a lot. So buckle up. And stay the whole ride because it is well worth it. Blessings to you all. This is the Everyone Buckle Up episode. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the show. And you know what's so, well, what I find so interesting. So March 13th was the first Friday, the 13th of the year where Trump declares the lockdown and everyone, the energy goes, just ratchets up. People are like, what is happening? And the second Friday, the 13th of the year is 11:13, which will be 10 days after the election. And this month with the two full moons preparing for this, like, uh, I think, did you say it, this bottleneck of energy or maybe, I don't know who I saw, but it's like everything is funneling through this last squeeze. And the, the lift is going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. And all the people that have been angry, I, I told uh, I told someone yesterday, they were not prepared for me to say this. I said, Trump's the greatest gift to humanity that anyone's ever been given. She's like, what? What? I said, because if you have hate in your heart, 
you're shown that you have hate in your heart. Just because you directed at another doesn't mean it's not in you. You're shown. You hate him. You have hate in your heart. You have fear. You have fear in your heart. You have whatever resides in your heart is being brought to the surface. Unless we reveal it, we can't heal it. So how about give thanks for that, which is revealing our healing versus continually cursing the light in a, in a sense. And um, this person... <laughs> that I shared this with yesterday. I don't know why it was like I stunned them with the taser. They weren't repaired no, for No, I'm it. sure. <laughs> but I'm sure. But it's true. Whatever's it's in our true. hearts is getting revealed right now. And a lot of people have been told that hate is a virtue, really. That's what the narrative has been is hate's a virtue. Division is a virtue. Fear is a virtue censorship is a virtue control is virtue and we're saying virtues make us free so if you're not free not virtue i think it's so interesting like you know one of the things that i've been watching with trump is that he is really 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 shining the light on everything we don't want to see mm. and that is like a child having a temper tantrum because for many of us we're ready to see it right we're ready to acknowledge it I'm, and there's millions that have hated this man including myself and have said wait maybe i should actually look at this from a different perspective right and shift that view and there's millions that are putting their feet down and really having a temper tantrum, not wanting to change, not wanting to shift. Totally okay. But he's shining the light on it so brightly that it's, it's only perpetuating that which is designed to clear. Mm. Right? So it's perpetuating the censorship. It's perpetuating the divide. It's perpetuating the fear. It's perpetuating the hate. It's making it louder. And it's like, when are you guys just going to let it go? Yes. Right? Like, That's right. what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for so deeply? Because, I mean, there's millions that have embraced this um and there's and it's almost it's it's almost to the point where you really have to look and if you're noticing everything coming up right everything that we're being shown especially in the last couple of weeks if you're watching this you have to be consciously choosing to not see it and in order to continue the old ways because nothing else makes sense to me like in terms of how and so they must either not be seeing it or just be i don't know i i can't i i it feels like a teenager or a child having a temper tantrum and just not wanting to change. Mm. Not change is so hard for us. We don't like change. Um, we don't like 
to imagine that the way we have been or what we have been taught has been lies or deceit or all of these things. So I get it, but it's only going to get more challenging unless you just let go, right? And yes, is the answer because many are going to, what I, what I've set out for this podcast from the beginning is to treat people like people and nothing else, not labels, not titles, not positions, just to love humans, love humanity, to love each other, because that's what's revolutionary in today's world. And if we don't surrender, it don't let the flow go it's going to go without us and it's only bringing this energy is only going to bring love and light with it it's not going this is what i and this is where i grieve sometimes and then i have to like get grounded and like it's not everyone's in their perfect role but it is sad to me sometimes like how do you it's going to crush you this hate is cancer cancer is a derivative of anger i'm reading the the raw books again i was studying that cancer is a catalyst for the the mind body spirit complex to either accept and acknowledge the anger and then love the catalyst to show what's inside or deny the anger keep self in control and then it eats away and i'm like that is intense and i look at everyone like you don't have to carry this anger you you don't have to, I, I was spoke last night at the University of Washington virtually to, to um, these students. And I said, you want to be a revolutionary? The most powerful revolution that we've had in the past 100 years was India overthrowing the British empire, the greatest empire on planet earth prior to World War II. And not one shot was fired. No one fought anyone. No one burned anything down because the leader of that movement said, be the change you want to see. And then when he went on a silent uh, fast and he didn't speak for all these days, this reporter comes up to him while he's on a train and said, do you have a message for the British people? And he writes on a piece of paper and it said, my life is my message. Mm. You want to you make change? Be the change. Oh, we have so many. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? It's one of the most incredible stories. May we all embody the freedom, the love, the light, the virtue, the truth, the goodness, and have the courage to talk about it because none of us believe the same things. (laughs) And that's why we're here. And it it also is, it requires us to look beyond And I try to teach this and I know how challenging it is. And I've been speaking about it the last couple of days, maybe a week. Well, since the presidential debate, Mm. you have to start to look beyond the third dimensional lens, meaning the name, the title, the, because if you are, if you use a lens that is distorted, which is that person's name is blank. And I've been told these certain things around it to believe it. And I'm going to only believe what I've been told through that lens. Then you're not going to be seeing the actual truth that is standing directly in front of you, truth or not truth based on the resonance of, of what is coming from that human or from that message you're going, it's going to be distorted 
based on the very powerful mind control manipulation that the human has been under for thousands of years. And so your humans are holding hate and rage and anger and divide based on a system that has been around for thousands of years designed to create and hold the human in that so they can continue, continue to control the human so the human doesn't step into their sovereignty and their truth and their freedom, which is what many of us are starting to do as we break free of that system. Mm. Right? And we are free. And it's like, listen, if you can have whatever truth you want, I'm good with it. I love you no matter what. Yes. yes. Right? Exactly. Yes. I love you no matter what your beliefs are. And that is what this is this is all about and it's interesting to really dissect the power that fear and this mind control has over the human that the human will allow themselves to stay in it It's fascinating just talking about it right now. I'm like just sitting in it. Just, it's just fascinating to dissect this. Um, because what we're watching is what we're dismantling. Right. It's what, right? It's what we're, we're dismantling. So we're watching this and we're like, oh my God, this is what we're actually breaking down and, and clearing from the collective. And yet we're watching these humans be controlled and manipulated. And, and how do you know if you're controlled or you're manipulated, right? How do you know if you are one of those that are? Well, I have been most of my life. How did I know I was? The moment I realized, I'll never forget the moment I realized I was mind controlled. Hmm. I may have said this on your podcast or another podcast, but here's when I realized. When I was told about Trump in March by my guides, like what his, what his role is, and, I, and they said, why, what, why do you hate him? Why do you hate him so much, right? And I sat and I was like, they said, have you ever heard him speak? And I was like, this is my guide I'm talking, right? No, I've never heard him. I've never heard him speak. Okay. Do you know any of his policies? I don't know any of his policies. Okay. Do you know, um, you know, they're asking me these questions. I'm having this dialogue and it, it dawned on me. I hated a man that I didn't know. I hated a man that I had never heard speak. I hated a man and here's the crazy thing. I don't even listen to the media. I don't even listen to the news. Where did that hate come from? Mm. That's, a, how, that's a great question. Yeah. How did it seep in? So how did it seep far? in? Yes. Yeah. That's when I realized, holy shit, excuse my language, but oh my God. So how do you know if you're mind controlled? We're, you, you won't know you're mind controlled until you realize that you're mind controlled. And the only way you do that is you get some sort of awakening moment and you start to step out of it and say, wait a second, why do I believe what I believe? Wow. Who's telling me it? And who told them? And who told who them? Told them. And who was right. the first source of that information that's right yeah I, I wrote a book 
it's not a book that I promote too often, but it's titled Everyone Has a Plan Until They Get Punched in the Face, How to Develop Your Story and Achieve Your Dreams. And I talk about unless you question why you believe what you believe, you're not the author of your beliefs. And in, if you identify your belief structure and then say, who told you that? And then you have to go and say, well, who told them that? Well, who told them that? Well, who is the first person authority of every belief structure? And I guarantee it's not our parents and it's not our family. It's not the professors. It's not you go back up far enough. And this is where I think a lot of people, I loved, first of all, I'm so glad you're back and it's so wonderful to, to just connect with you. I just love it. And the Roman system, Rome. Look what Rome controls. I want to bring this back because I find this so fascinating. And I had a thought that I'm excited to bring to you in this and, and get your, your insight on it. Rome controls literally every path, every modality of the society, religion, money, government, philosophy, education, um, those are the big five. There's a six, religion, philosophy, education, money. Language. Language also, yes, language. So the big six modalities that sweep the world, our education systems, the classical education, all this sweeping the world ties back to Rome. And Rome told us all roads lead back to Rome. <laughs> They've been saying it for a long time. In fact, they brag about it. And that's usually how ironic it is that truth hides in plain sight. That's how I have the satanic Bible in the first part of the satanic Bible. I read a couple months ago. Cause I'm like, I want to know like, what, what are these people reading, believing, thinking? So I'm reading it. First part, first half is fantastic. I'm like, yeah, boundaries. <laughs> Boom. And then it goes dark and it goes dark quick. And I'm like, how do they get away with this? Well, it hides in plain sight. I mean, even talking about that, the energy shifts a little bit. Truth hides in plain sight because even darkness cannot lie. Ultimately, darkness right. has to present itself as truth because the universe is built on truth and transparency and, and knowing. So here's this idea that I wanted to get your insights on. I'm excited. <laughs> We're called mankind, man, man, like Adam, man, Adamic, the Adamic race, Adam, man. And then we get this concept of human, but we also get Roman. And I think R, if you look at R wow. and we go reptilian, resistance, rebellion, renegade, um, like, all these R words are actually antithetical to flow. But Hugh H is humble, humility, home, house, hope, honor. You have this word yeah. H, the prefix of man. And it's really this humanity is truly beautiful. Romanity is the sweeping away. And I, that's what this insight I had that, Roman versus human are the antithetical opposites. And humanity is beautiful. Humanity is unity. Humanity yep. is love and goodness and sovereignty yep. and neighborly interactions. But Roman is conquest. Yep. It, it is control. It is 
That's so of, freaking interesting. Yeah, and that's so the, I want the, to- the energy around Roman and the energy around human. Yes. Is a totally different frequency. Yes. And it's almost like we are now shifting from, because you are so right, everything stems back to that time. And if you think about what we are shifting into, we're shifting into this humanity again, Yes. right? Um, and this unified field where it's a, these higher states of consciousness and that the word human feels like that. Mm. Where Roman feels dense, heavy, controlled, manipulative. It just, it just has that heaviness to it. And that is what we are breaking out of. We, that's what we are shackling finally. And so think about that. If you think about like, you talk about change, or I talked about change and people don't want to change. Well, of course not. I mean, you've got hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years of dictated, programmed, manipulated ways of being that we are now being asked to no longer be, do, have, to, to see through it. And many of us are courageously doing it and we're cheering ourselves on and we're excited. And many are like, I can't, I can't, hmm. I can't, I can't. And not only can I not, but I'm going to ground into that energy of it even more. So, so, so the ones that are not wanting to, the ones that are really holding that Roman energy, they're going deeper than they ever have with it. More anger, more rage, more fighting, more divide, more divide. Like they're, they're really diving into it even more, right? More censorship, yeah. um, more rage. I, I mean, it's like, Jesus, like. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Yeah. It's crazy. This is coming up and we'll see where this goes too. But I was talking to a neighbor who's um, from Russia and Russia before the Bolshevik revolution was um, led by the czar, which is a derivative of, I mean, yeah, the czar, which is derivative of Caesar. And Germany was led by the Kaiser, which is also a derivative of Caesar. And what, why Germany and Russia at the beginning of World War II were in league together is because they were both totalitarian Roman ideologies. But Rome wanted to remove Russia, the, the czar, because Rome had a civil war. And Constantine moved the, con the capital of Rome from Rome to Constantinople, modern day Istanbul, I think, um, or maybe in Crimea, I'm not sure where, but it went east. And then after the civil war, they brought the capital back to Rome. So the Orthodox church is actually the pure continuation of where Romanism went and it went into Russia. And then Western Romanism went into Germany and Rome oh, sided wow. with Hitler to back and invade. And they took out the Caesar of the Orthodoxy. Rome has been playing games with 
our minds, our politics, our money, our education, our philosophy, our music, our art, all it, yes, go. <laughs> okay, so this is going to sound, this is going to show how ignorant I am. Where's the Pope from? The Pope is from Rome. Well, they reinstated the Pope back to Rome in West Rome. In, in, but, oh, this Pope, this current Pope from Argentina. Is that what you mean? But the whole idea of Pope, where did it come from? It came from Rome itself. It came from Caesar, the Caesars, which declared themselves as God embodiment. So, so interesting. Yeah, so Kaiser is Caesar, Czar is Caesar, and they were the head like, of, they were the defenders of the faith, quote unquote. And we see these global politics, and that's why politics is such a silly, it's so silly. And it took an outsider like Trump to dismantle the system. And it is going to be dismantled 100%. It's interesting because... There is a lot of, I'm going to tiptoe around this. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of dark kind of deceit and um, I almost want to say disease, but dark energy in that, what would it be called? A Catholic religion, the Pope? What would that, what's that called? Yeah. And, And, and it is, it, it is ingrained in political systems in a way that we would be shocked how these two systems around the world are intermingled or merged in a weird, sick way that is hard to conceptualize. It's almost like, you know, we talk about the elite or we talk about, you know, these really high up individuals. Well, they're from these systems. They're from the systems that we would look at and say, there's no freaking way that they would do anything other than the purest of pure. And it's unfortunately the beginning of the evil. It starts in these big systems. Um, and so I find it fascinating that Catholicism and the, the Pope, the idea of the Pope and all that started in freaking Rome. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just food for thought. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'm just, well, I. It, it's it, just food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's just interesting. It's just interesting. There's no judgment and it's certainly not a judgment on people of that faith. It's just fascinating how the power structures have always existed. And I, I. Well, and you know what it also says, Lucas, is how challenging it is to dismantle it. It, it, This is how, this is what we are up against because to, 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 to dismantle a religion or to dismantle a political system that has been around for thousands of years and that people trust and, and, and believe and, and their whole life is built around it, that is almost impossible to comprehend. And yet that is exactly what's happening. 
And so it makes sense that it's challenging and difficult and that you would think that we're crazy and nuts and that it's all these different conspiracy theories or whatever you want to think because you're, we are literally breaking down systems that have kept us safe, safe and secure and, and you know, in this, in this state of being that we don't know anything else. Um, but what is, what is coming from these breaking down of these systems and the way to break, the way they're going to break down is you're going to start to see the truth. Mm. Right, we're going to start to see the 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 behind the scenes, and uh, over and over again, and and over again, and over again, and over again, and over again, until you finally can accept it, and and then what comes after that is freedom. There is no religion that's in this kind of narrow box, right? There's a freedom of just like yes. It's a freedom. It's a, and that's the same with the political system. There's going to be a whole different, and the, and the, and the educational system and the money system, all the systems, there's going to be, it's going to be a freedom. Yes, that's right. That's right. With, with ingrained back into us, our true DNA structure of love. And that is the difference. When we don't have love, when they've, when they've removed love out of us, then we operate from fear, then they can control fear. But now that we're moving fear out of us to receive love, then we don't need to be governed. We self-govern in love. And then we would never do unto another that we would not want done to ourselves. And in that space on the globe, humanity becomes such a glowing beacon to all beings in the universe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we are the embodiment of love. We just forgot. Exactly. We forgot it. God, you're, it's so true. We literally were the physical embodiment of love expressed. Yes. yes. Uh, that's why it's such an amazing gift to be able to be here. But we are, we have, we have moved into a dimensional field that allows for fear and that allows for manipulation and all of these things. And we've had entities and beings and consciousnesses that have come in that have really infiltrated and, and, um, and manipulated. And so we're moving, but actually the, the age of love, which Jason Shirk and I, he talks about it a lot, but it's the age of love that we're moving into the age of love where you're physically in that state. And then you don't, you will not resonate with anyone that is telling you anything other than what is your resonance. And when you're in love, your resonance is love. So if anyone's telling you these fear-based things, you're like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> that's right that's exactly right yeah no no doesn't resonate yeah yeah and i was just doing a video today on the on the event everyone wants to know what's happening in december what's this uh -huh. event what's the solar flare right all this yeah. stuff around it and i said listen if there's a narrative that's based in fear you know that's the narrative we're no longer in that's the narrative that we're moving out of uh -huh. so if you perpetuate it and you continue to believe it and buy into it you're only perpetuating the stuff that we are meant to pull ourselves out of, mm. right? So that's how controlled we are. It's like, well, these people are telling me that these things are going to happen. And it's like, well, can you tap into the fear behind it? Can you feel the fear behind it? And if you can, okay, great. That's a fear narrative. Thank you so much. I'm going to choose a different narrative. Yes. Yes, that's right. The 1221 take it away narrative of whenever it happens ride it my brothers and sisters <laughs> ride that wave it's going to be just ride it just surrender um one of the things that fascinated me early on um when i was in college 
when I started learning about surrender and I, and it was, I attempted suicide at the age of 20. I was all sorts of wrecked in many different areas. And I was, I learned that there is a divine God. There is something above me. There's no way that I could have lived. And then I started learning about surrender and I was reading about lifeguards will not. And I've said this with many lifeguards are like, yeah, that's exactly right. They're trained. If someone's drowning, they will not rescue them until they finally give up and are about to die. Because if they rescue a flailing person, they grab onto the lifeguard and both drown. This is what is happening right now. Everyone's flailing and love is saying, mm-hmm, cool, I got you. you right can, here. You can, you can surrender now or you'll surrender then. I still have you. God, that's so true. Yeah, they will surrender. Man, we are not greater than love. And you know what's interesting? I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I don't know, interesting for me. And by the way, again, I'm so glad you're back. It's really good. <laughs> So fun. Our oh. conversations just go all over the place. <laughs> it's all over. Um, so this concept of Christ consciousness, I hear it so often. And I think people don't understand truly what Christ consciousness is because the word Christ is a Greek word, Christos, from the Hebrew, Mashiach. So it's a term meant from this word Messiah. So it's the Messiah consciousness. Well, what is Messiah. What does a Messiah do? It's freedom. The Messiah brings freedom. Christ consciousness is literally, it's not that it's the highest and we look down. It's that it is, and there's nothing above us anymore. It's completely free. And I think so many people are trying to like get to this, well, I just reached Christ consciousness. Well, that's still judging. That's still levels. That's still looking down upon. But when we reach and we're like, I'm free. Mm -hmm. I can walk in love. I can surrender to love. I can breathe in love. I can bathe in love. I can, it's pure freedom. And this it's, is what we're walking into. The, it's simple. It is, yeah, it's so simple. Yes. It's so easy. You know, Christ consciousness is one of those things. My guides never talk to me about it. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't discuss it. I don't ask, but they don't tell me anything about it. Mm-hmm. Christ consciousness is one of those things that is, is a bit confusing for myself as well, because it holds two different, two different words that, Mm-hmm. that are interesting words to put together. So the reason I say it's in two different, two interesting words is because Christ, like you said, is, it holds a lot of different meanings to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and consciousness is, is everything yeah. and it's energy. It's, it's everything. So the way I experience or talk about Christ consciousness is for me, it is that God spark within us. And so it isn't, it isn't a destination. And, and I, I think when we think about Christ consciousness, for me, I think about Jesus because he walked in that spark of God. So he, what did he call himself? Right. Or everyone called him the son of God. Right. So for me, Christ consciousness is literally tapping into uh, source or love. Love is source. Yes. Right. So it's not a, it's not, you don't reach it. It's, it is you it's, it's right here. It's in you. And so there's, I don't even know how to tell somebody to, to find it. Like, well, how do I reach Christ consciousness? I, I, I have no idea how you reach it. Like all I know is that it's inside of you as a frequency, as a breath, as a knowingness, as an, as you, okay. and you have to just 
find it by going in and by sitting and by breathing and by being, and it's right there. Mm. Um, so that's how I, I try to take the complexity out of Christ consciousness and, and bring it into a very, for, for me, it literally just feels like if I were to think of Jesus walking in front of me, he emanates that space of source consciousness embodied vibrating out love. Mm. Right? Which is beautiful because his name, um, actually his name was never Jesus, which is also an interesting misnomer right. of this term. His name was Yeshua, uh, which the English version of Yeshua is Joshua. So I don't know, we can go down that path of different time perhaps, but Joshua or Yeshua means salvation. And what does salvation meaning? It has nothing to do with Rome. Rome says, if you come to Rome, we shall save you. Salvation means to be in love, to be encapsulated in the presence of love. So Yeshua means to be in love, to go back to where, from whence you've come back in love, to dwell in love. And when you're in love, you're free. Oh, that's the Messiah. That's the Christ. You are free. We are free in love. And you know, what's interesting about the word Roman (laughs) is romance. Oh, that's wow. And so Roman, there's a romance around I've got something over here for you. It's I'm going to romanticize something, right? This, this, this idea that there's something outside of you that's going to give you that love, right? We think of romance and we're like, oh, someone's going someone's gonna to romance me. Someone's going to give me what I need. I'm seeking, um, right? When you think about romantic and, oh, my God, that sounds so romantic. And that, that's, that's like a, an external desire for love or for that connection or whatever that is. I find that fascinating, it's almost like the Romans have always been, and even the external stuff right now, you know, are, are those, the, 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 the programs right now, it's like this, I've got it all for you. Don't worry. I'm going to take care of it. You know, you, 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 oh, you, you, you think about certain political figures and it's just this, like this deceptive, like, I'm going to, I'm going to woo you and I'm going to make everything better and just follow me and, and listen to me and I'm going to show you love. Right. Meanwhile, it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's actually right here inside. I'm going to turn all that off and I'm going to go right here, right now. And that's where it all is. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yes. Yes. That's really good. That, that is really good. Romance. Romance. Oh right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. It is. It is. It's a... I feel like, so I grew up in a family that is part of the system, part of the system system. And I've never talked about that so, so like openly, like I just said, even though that's not as open, but as it could be. But what I do know is this. If they know how to say the right words, they know how to smile, and they'll pump you full of questions about yourself until you disclose information. And then they repeat back to you what you say. So then you feel like, wow, this person really gets me. And that is, that's how they have you. Oh, tell me about, oh, you know, and they remember it. And then they say it back and they're like, wow, I'm really heard. I'm really seen. I'm really, these people are incredible. And when I went to therapy, one of the first weeks, cause I so struggling with, um, 
not wanting to be part of that system, but I see that I have very, a lot of similar characteristics of, of them. And I asked the therapist, what's the difference between manipulation and influence? I need to know. I was like, please just tell me, I don't want to manipulate people. And he said, it's one word intention. Mm. <sighs> so wow, that's huge. So that's huge. So intention. simple. Intention. Yep. God, that's huge. Because, you know, one of the questions that I get asked a lot, and for whatever reason, I veer away from it, I still haven't touched on it. And it's about narcissists and narcissism. Mm. I think one of the reasons I veer away from it is because one of my best friends who's also, I have a very interesting connection and relationship with him on a very soul level is a narcissist. Mm. And so I'm still involved with a narcissist, right? So there's a piece of me that's still connected in some way to that. So I, maybe there's a piece of me that's not quite ready to even teach on it. But what I find so fascinating about this question continuing to come up right now is that that is a consciousness that we're clearing. Yes. right? That, that behavior and beingness, it will not come along with us. It will not move. So if there are humans that are experiencing narcissism, it, they have an ability to choose differently as we continue to hold these higher states of consciousness. I absolutely believe that. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, we all know narcissists, and that's going to be almost impossible, but it's possible. Right. Um, but that's, a huge number of the powers that be that are manipulating, controlling, and in charge are narcissists. That's yes, that, because and one of the things that I loved from our last episode is I, I truly believe the reptilian energy is the narcissist energy, and it enters from sexual abuse at an early age. And so, and it's interesting in in the Bible, it says to put on the full armor of God. And what goes around your loins is truth. So truth doesn't go around your mind, doesn't go around your body. It goes around your sexual reproduction organs. And why does truth cover our genetic code? Because when the genetic code can get penetrated, that's when that reptilian energy can enter. And then it, the human soul just vacates. And so they can operate this body through sexual trauma. That is why the system of Rome perpetuates sexual trauma because they wow. are armies of narcissistic drone-like creatures and their human souls are being delivered right now. We are calling back their human souls. In fact, I have chills just, it is time to call back the human soul yeah. into bodies. Yeah, I got chills also. That is freaking fascinating because what is the number one, what is the largest program that is going to be cleared off the entire earth plane, the pedophile rings, the yeah. satanic rituals, that, that is the largest system. And what you just said is freaking massive. They knew that by going in, in that direction, that the hue, the soul would split out of the body, which is what happened to me when I had sexual abuse, I was out. Right. Mm -hmm. Theme. And, and, and the being, the soul has to allow the reptilian energy to come in. And, and so 
if it has that ability to come in, it has that ability to manipulate and control. Fascinating. Um, and the, the other piece about this is if you were sexually abused, like I was, it doesn't mean that reptilian energy came into me, but that reptilian consciousness that is in the collective got me, meaning, oh, I got, I got, I got, I was, I experienced that consciousness. And it's not that the consciousness is in me. I experienced that reptilian consciousness through the individual that perpetrated that, that event. Holy cow, that's crazy. So there's a lot there. There's a lot of layers because, because even the individual, my father, that did that sexual abuse, he didn't have reptilian consciousness in him, but there was somebody that used him, right, and accessed his energy. So it's, you want to differentiate between, you know, embodying that reptilian consciousness and or being impacted by it. Um, and I think millions of us have been impacted by it. And that is what we are coming back home to. That is what we're clearing. That's the, what you're talking about, the soul coming back in and becoming more embodied, being embodied, Christ consciousness, love, freedom, un energy, yes. all of it, yes. sovereignty. Right. And even more than millions, I really believe it's billions. Probably is. And probably is. What I see and I've seen since I was four years old are these massive 70,000, 150,000 person events all around the world where when music is playing and people come for and it's just love just washes ever I, I can't even describe the power that is going to take place very soon because people finally feel safe enough to say me too and it's not a me too of victim it's a me too of healing it's a me too of us too all of us too we all perpetrator was a victim at one time no one just became you don't come into this world a perpetrator you come and were victimized and then because that level of trauma was so impactful you lose yourself and you perpetuate to try to get connected back to the pain the innocence of you were this is the sickness this is how sick this system is in romanism because they know our humanness and we want to reconnect the innocence, we will continue the act to try to remember the moment prior to that act taking place. Damn. Because all of us yeah. loved and remembered and known and seen, but the sickness will take us in the cycle over and over and over and over and over again. And the gross part about it is there's a pleasure in that reptilian. It takes pleasure and keep going. Yep. Keep going. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because if I think about like my own experience and I think about that six-year-old when it hit, right? When the first sort of trauma happened. And then I think about the way I lived my life. I mean, there's many layers to this, right? Cause there is an aspect of me that absolutely chose that, right? To be experienced. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was a reptilian consciousness that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. So my whole life, if you think about a reptilian consciousness as not a person, but an actual sort of energetic 
consciousness that's existing outside of physicality, sort of, right? There are reptilian consciousnesses in the human body, right? There's thousands of them. But if you think about what I'm about to say as a, an energy mm-hmm. that is, right. that is bre- bre- uh, uh, living off of fear and mind control manipulation, here's Lori, six years old, this, this, this aspect of reptilian consciousness came in and violated my, me. And then all of a sudden I left. And then I had an experience for the next however many years where I felt uh, disempowered, didn't love myself, uh, seeked outside validation at all times, believed so many different things that may have never been my truth. Um, sacrificed my body over and over again, all these ways, right? And, and, and then you imagine a reptilian consciousness that is energetically almost breeding off of that frequency yes. that I'm, yes. yeah, right? Yes. And so I'm putting off this frequency that I'm not aware of, that they, this consciousness is like, oh, this feels so good. This is so awesome. I love this. This is, a, this is amazing, right? And so what's happening now is we're starving them. We're starving them, right? Because now we're coming home and now we're saying, go fuck yourself. And now we're saying, I know my truth. I know my light. I know my love. I know all of this. Hmm. And they are literally being starved. Um, And so they're getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder as we break that. So you speak about 70,000, 150,000 people speaking their truth because they're in their bodies now and they're vibrating out that love. And that's what is literally... Yeah. Around the world, just city after city after city after city after city, just boom, boom. The world will be washed in love. It will be washed in love. And you know what's so crazy is that it really, the reason that the sex trafficking, the pedophilia rings, the satanic ritual stuff, the reason that it's not coming up first, the reason that we had to have these other things kind of happen first is because it is so massive that it could create, it, it will and can create massive psychosis in people, right? And, and, and a huge amount of, of um, mental disorders and suicide. And I mean, there's, we have to be so careful with this system that we're breaking down, um, but it is, it, we have to dive straight into it and we have to speak. And even you and I just speaking this as if it's a normal thing and this happens to like billions of humans, and this is what it is. I think just in that alone, it breaks because what are we told? We're told not to speak. We're told not to talk about it. We're told that we're there's something wrong. You know, there's all of these conditioned ways that we have been. And think about Catholicism in general. You don't talk about sex. You don't. You don't masturbate. I mean, there's so many things that you don't do. Yes, shame. Shame. Yeah. Why? So that we don't ever talk about this. That's right. When I lead men's retreats, one of the things that we talk about is the most painful memory after night. Night two, we get into what's the most painful moment of your life. And I want you to share. And I start. And I was sexually abused, violently beat, all sorts of craziness. Um, 
was chased with a person by a person wearing a mask in the home and beating me like just the craziest shit. So I share my story to let them know, Hey, it's not a comparison game. So we're all safe. We're all, it's okay. And this one guy, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul messaged me when he filled out the form said, um, my wife called me a narcissist. And I knew when he filled out the form and he's called a narcissist, I knew I was prepared. So it got to him and he said, when I was 12 years old, I was sexually abused for a whole year by this guy I thought was my best friend. Every weekend, they spent the night, he, the guy came over and spent the night. And you, everyone just, you can feel the energy in the room. And I said, okay, brother. And he's starting to get choked up. I said, okay, it's okay, brother. I said, now it's time to answer the questions that you've never wanted to answer. I said, that vibration in you, that anxiety, that control, that stuff you don't want to answer that you just try to outrun, outwork out, outperform, out, look at my body. I'm okay. But somewhere inside that reverberating energy. So number one, are you gay? And he was like, I said, are you gay? He said, no. I said, I don't care if you are. It's not even a judgment. It's just, you need to answer the questions that you're not willing to answer. Are you gay? He said, no. I said, okay. Number two. Did it feel good? And it was like whoop, all the oxygen in the room got taken out. And I said, here's the deal, brother. Our bodies have nerve endings. And when the wind brushes up something, it's not, did you ask for it? No, you didn't ask for it. Okay. But did it feel good? Yeah. That's where the confusion comes in because you can't say, yeah, this felt good. And we're so, the shame of even telling that truth. And when he said it, it was like, it was like the, the entire, it was like an, a nuclear light explosion out of this soul, this beautiful soul who had been locked in mm. the prison of shame and not even with himself feeling safe enough to answer these questions because of shame. And I have seen his, I've seen men physically transform like they're, they're more aligned structurally because the energy of just truth, getting truth. I don't, we're not going to judge you. You can be a perpetrator. And if you're willing to tell the truth, let's tell the truth. Let's heal. Let's mm -hmm. hold, let's cry. Let's brace together because we are human. Mm -hmm. And when we truly say namaste, it's really saying the divine spark in me, brother, honors that divine spark in you. And what you cleared out was, a, was, a, was literally a consciousness. It was literally energy. And so the whole body structure will shift. When that energy, when that when that energy is out of the, the physical body, you're, you will look different. Your eyes will look different. You're, you'll stand differently. You'll speak differently. So much can change when you let that consciousness and that experience and that energy that you're holding go. And sometimes all it takes is speaking it, Utterance, yes. honoring it, yes. acknowledging it. Yes. seeing it you know it's it's uh have you ever seen in your lifetime i know we're, we're the same age so but have you ever seen a president not age in their first term you mean get younger you mean you get mean younger. get younger exactly get younger come out of covid supposed covid in four days and look like he's 10 years younger no exactly never never, never. Never. I saw him the other day and I said, excuse me, but not only are you 
in the midst of a campaign, mm -hmm. not only are you the most hated person in the country, not only did you apparently supposedly just have COVID, but you look like a 40 year old <laughs> ready to like take on the world. Like yeah. what? Yes. Frequency, exactly. energy, consciousness. Exactly. Bathing in love. So get this, ready? This, <laughs> this is, is great. So, <laughs> so get this. So I did my I did my um my video on the presidential debate, right? And I said, okay, this is gonna be a doozy, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna offer this as a as an as a as an ex as a, as a, as a what's it called a test or a practice. Try this, right? So what I said to people was, I said, listen, close your eyes and listen to the debate. Listen to 10 minutes of the debate. Eyes closed and do, one, do two things. One, notice your judgments. Like, oh, that's Biden speaking. That means blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's Trump speaking. That means blah, blah, blah. Just notice that. And then what do you feel? So mm -hmm. forget about what they're actually saying, like the tone of their voice, all of that. Just what are you feeling when that individual starts to communicate and speak? And so I had somebody, I had a lot of people reach out to me and they were pretty surprised, but I had this one woman reach out to me and she says, okay. And she was a Biden supporter, right? And she says, and there's no right or wrong around who you're supporting, but this is just exactly. an energetic exercise. Yeah. She said, all right, I tried your exercise. I said, great. And she's, and she's emailing me. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, great. It's going to be this big bashing of whatever, how horrible I am for that exercise. And she says, I noticed when I was watching with my eyes that, you know, certain, and, and Biden looked really calm, you know, just sort of like, you know, rolling his eyes and didn't interrupt as much. Trump was a little bit more aggressive. He, he, you know, he was interrupting maybe a little bit more. So in physically, it looked very interesting. Mm -hmm. She closes her eyes and she says, I started listening and the energy that I was receiving when I heard Biden speak was very dark. It was very manipulative, she was saying. And she says, and when I listened to Trump, I felt light, like light, like energy. I felt, I felt, what was the exact word she used? Um, uh, like a high frequency of some sort, right? Mm. And she came out of the exercise and she was blown away because she had no, she didn't know what to do with that. Um, she didn't know how to hold it because she felt actual energy. And when you do that kind of an exercise, you take away judgment. Mm. And judgment is what is destroying our truths. Judgment is destroying our sovereignty and our resonance. Judgment, when I say destroying, I mean it is infiltrating and taking over our actual resonance. Because if you feel into the energy, I just, I mean, if, if you're an energetic being mm -hmm. and you feel into the energies, you're going to get different responses. Yeah. <laughs> and energy does not. And lie. energy doesn't lie. Energy cannot lie and it cannot hide. Hmm, that's good. It cannot hide. It can't hide. Because hmm. people like to talk about false light, false light beings. And I said, it's, that's impossible. 
So that would be like saying Thank you. a reptilian is pretending to be Jesus. That would be impossible. What do I mean by that? If a reptilian is making itself look like Jesus, you wouldn't feel Jesus. You would feel the reptilian energy, right? So the energy is reptilian, no matter what it looks like. And that's why you can't have false light. There's no such thing as false light. It's all light. It's all frequency. It's all energy. There's no such thing as false. That doesn't even make sense to me. So what you're doing is you're tapping into light or frequency. And when you take away the vision of it, the picture of it, it's, it is it. It's its signature. What is it? Right? So that's why it's so important so important to take away the lens of the physicality of it. Um, what that person looks like and you go into the actual energy of it. That's, that's where the truth is. That's where yeah, that's where your truth will be is in that, you know, have you ever seen the movie gaslight with Ingrid Bergman? It's like, mm -mm. It came out in like 1921 but it's, it's where the term gaslight comes from is from this movie because the husband kept turning down the gas light and then she would turn it on, he would turn it off. And then she would say, did you turn it down? And he'd say, no, it's always been like this. And then he would do it over and over and over to the point where the end, she doesn't, she cannot tell real, her own reality. She has been gaslit. And narcissist number one, thing is to deny your reality to deny your energetic field oh that that's not that's not it and i have watched in my own house growing up where an individual had a hard time distinguishing reality and if it happens over and over see that's the other thing it's the the human souls are getting brought back in who have left their body through trauma and the human souls are being brought back in to their bodies, those who have been gaslit so long from the same energy, two yes. different results. And we're calling it back in. And charm, language, cadence, smile, yep. Yep. rhetoric, all this stuff, bullshit. It means bullshit. nothing. Mm -hmm. It's, am I more free in your presence? <sighs> then you're a loving being. If I feel constricted, manipulated, confused, I, it's not love. It's not light. It's not good. It's not true. It's yeah. yeah. Does something, is something a little bit fishy? Is, is, am I feeling a little bit strange? Am I questioning things like, and the gaslighting thing is really, really huge because it is a genius way for us to not trust yeah. our, our resonance, our, our truth. I recommend everyone listening. I, I sincerely recommend, um, I bought the DVD on Amazon. I don't know where, where else you can find it, but it is cheap. It's black and white. It's really well done. It's the same actress that's in Casablanca. It's, she's great. Um, you know who gaslights us? The media. Every, okay. I was not a Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form. I was part of the Never Trump um, group. And I also was a journalist. I have a lot of friends that are national uh, 
on national TV. They're none of the bad, bad ones, but they're, I, I have a lot of friends. I hired Jim Cramer from Mad Money's producer of my company. Um, she was bawling the day Trump got elected. She had to go home. She was so distraught. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, and I didn't vote for Trump, but I was like, this is weird. Like, I didn't hate him. I just didn't vote for him. Um, I had no real energy towards it. Um, I voted third party, by the way, just to be clear, I didn't vote for either of those candidates that were the, the principal. But um, I started watching the press conferences and I would see for myself, I, I was like, whoa, this guy is very calm. <laughs> and right when the press conference was done, a different, like a report from like another planet was written about what I had just witnessed with my own eyes and ears. And that was it. I just, because I know being gaslit, I, I have, I'm so sensitive to yeah. the narcissistic frequency and you're right. The media gaslights everyone. And the irony is people like romance, like the, I have something you don't have come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. It's always alluring them that people think it's a virtue to consume news as a intellectual exercise. And it's actually right. stimulant that numbs the intellect. It's not, an, it's, it silences that you, it actually, yes. it numbs you down. Yes. Making you think that you're really intelligent because you're reading the newspaper. Headlines, lines that go to your head. Right. Are not your heads, not your consciousness, not your knowing, but another head. Right. A line. a line to what? Right. And now think it's such a beautiful way that this is dismantling because now it's like, Jesus, come on. It's so absurd now, you know, and it's the, it's beautiful the way it's unraveling. Thank you for it being so clear. Right. It's beautiful the way it's unraveling. Cause you, you, you come on. Yeah. It's like a twilight zone now. Right. And so it allows us to really start to look at, you know, and if you're somebody that's still watching the media, I encourage you to really feel into the storylines of what they are telling you to believe, what, how they are telling you to feel mm. and, and how the, the narrative around the, the, what they're saying, because when you start feeling into it and you start to really see it as the observer, you'll have a completely different experience because it's designed to numb you. It's, you're designed to not be the observer because when you start to be the observer, then you start asking questions. That's right. So you start listening to the news and you're just a zombie and you're just, you're just, you're just following the herd. And as soon as you start to observe and say, wait, what is actually happening here? How are they telling me to think and feel and be? Then you step out. You start to, literally wake up out of it and say, wait a second, you know, and then people will say, well, where do you get your news? Where do you get your information? It's a really good question. Um, you know, I try to find news from individuals that are neutral. So what do I mean by that? I mean that when I'm listening to them, there isn't an agenda. I, they're, they're literally just telling me what happened. What's the difference between an agenda and not an agenda. When I listen to mainstream media, let's say CNN, NBC, ABC, 
They have an, they have an agenda. They want me to be afraid. They want me to hate Trump. They want me to vote for Biden. That's an absolute. So, and they want me to believe that COVID is very bad for me and I need to stay in my house and continue to wear my mask. Mm -hmm. So that is their agenda. And that is what they will tell me until they are told to not do that anymore. When I listen to other people, let's say on YouTube or sort of alternative air places that you have to search for, they don't have that agenda. They are literally just telling me what happened. Here's what's going on. Here's what they said. And so it feels very different because then I get to choose. I'm actually able to now choose what, what I want to believe. They, they don't throw the, the, they're not telling me what to think and what to feel and what to believe. It's very different. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so good. But it's hard to find those, those avenues, right? Because it takes intention. Yeah. And that's the difference between influence and manipulation. To receive. Bingo. And it's also to find truth. Bingo. Be intentional. That's why Jesus said, seek and you shall find. Knock and yeah. the door will be open. Ask and you're going to receive. It's those that don't seek, don't knock, don't ask. Just consume, sit, and just passively. And here's the thing about uh, those in media are not watching media. I know it. They're not. They do not watch news like, like the general populace watches news because they know how the sausage is made, per se. Um, and video, why video is so important is you're saying close, close your eyes because video is the only medium that uses sight, sound, and emotion to engage. Print, you have to engage it. You have to read it. Audio uses just sound and emotion, but video is the supreme manipulative tool because it uses sight, sound, and emotion, and it engages you. So you can passively consume whatever it is they want. And a year, um, year and a half ago, I gave a keynote talk to the global elite on this private event in the South China Sea. And I have no idea how I was there, but I was selected and it was wild. And I didn't know any of the stuff that's going on right now. And I give, I mean, I was like, I got on stage and I was beaming light. It was like, I had never, I, it was like every cell of my body was like, Shh, and I give a message. And the message was the beauty of humanity. And I was sent home three days later. Did you know then, I think no. your answer, you didn't know who you were speaking to. I knew, meaning, I knew them, like their names and, right. but I didn't understand. No, I was not awake yet. Okay. Um, no, I didn't know. But and something, my wife says, thank God you didn't know. You wonder, how would you say that? I'm like, you're right. I, I wanted, to, but it, I was like turned off from it. And I gave the most pure <laughs> message, the beauty of humanity. But don't you think you would have done this? Don't you think that's ironic that even though you didn't know who they were, that message is probably the same message. That seems like the same message you would still give right now if you were speaking to them. Yes. Yes. It, yes. They, they heard the message of the beauty of humanity. And they sent you home. Yeah, that's the last thing they wanted to hear. Some loved it. Some loved mm. it. And, and um, I think many loved it. 
but some did not. And, and those uh, are the ones that sent you home. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is but not what we I'm, want here. I, I've never shared that um, story, but I just That's shared it now to say that the beauty of humanity, the message is going out throughout the world. This is a global message. This is not an opinion. This is literally the truth sweeping across the globe. The beauty of humanity. And, and you know what's interesting that's been coming up the last couple of weeks? I started doing, I did one and we're doing another one and another one and another one. But we're doing these monthly live global meditations now. And I'm not a global meditation person. Uh, it's just not what I do. Um, but I'm starting to do them. And the reason that I was guided to do these or my guides kind of moved me into doing them is because right now the power of holding the frequency of love mm. from within you as it emanates out is more powerful than our podcasts. It's more powerful than our actions, than our words. It can literally shift a war zone. It can literally, in fact, we did the global meditation on 1010 and the next day in the Armenia sort of area, there was peace talks the following day. Wow. And I threw wow. a crap ton of light over in that area, right? Um, and certain dictators stepped down. And so we may not see right. what happens, right. but it is an absolute 1000% unequivocal truth that when you emanate out that frequency of love, which is a, which is a, 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 a pulse, a, a beingness, yes. that that is what is shifting the entire human collective right now. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that, right? Like, what does it feel like to you when you know you are sort of in that space of love? Mm -hmm. so I'm asking. No, I'm asking. You're asking me? Yeah. It is, it, one word, it's abundant. There is no, there is, I can constantly give and hold space that I can, when I'm in the space of love and it's, it's scarcity versus abundance. And, and I don't mean abundance of anything other than love that that's, I can just shoot it out to wherever on the planet. I can shoot it in the planet. Um, I was on this meditation a couple months ago and I, I felt called to declare that the whole earth is under the law of love. And I shot my hand down and it was so intense. The very core of the earth felt the law of love and it's powerful. Yeah. Love is power. Yeah. Love is power. There's nothing. It's, it's interesting that you're saying, speaking about it like that, because that's how I experience it. So somebody asked me like, well, how do you know you're in that? How do you know you're emanating out love? Or how? Mm. And I said, well, for me, it's, it's almost like this visual experience that I have where I tap into this frequency within me that just feels expansive. It feels, um, it feels like everything all in one, like peace and joy and unity. It just feels like everything in one pulse and one breath i feel it inside of me and then i literally visualize it emanating out and and going over things like a white blanket like that's how i see love that's that's how i see it so it's not an emotion it's not like oh my god i love you it's like no 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 i am like if i wanted to shift 
certain politicians or I wanted to shift certain situations, war zones or things that I can't stand that I hate. Mm -hmm. I don't love them. I don't like, I'm not like, Oh my God, I love you so much. It's the, so good. Yeah. yeah, because it's like, well, how do you love what you, how do you love them? It's like, no, 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 I'm not loving Biden, okay, or Clinton. Yes. I am literally emanating out the frequency of love all over them and like showering them with love, the frequency of love, that light essence of love for the sole purpose of shifting them. That's what it feels like to me. That's it. That's so important. That's a really important distinction. Yes, it's not. Um, we can be loving, but we are not to be called to be in love with everyone, but we can still be a loving person to everyone. That's a distinction that I think is important because we are to called to be loving. We are called to love people, but that does not mean to be in love with the person because that's not worthy of that frequency. But to, I love how you say blanket it. Yes, blanket. That's what I was saying at these events. It comes from top and it, it's authoritative in a liberating way. It just comes and nothing can supersede it. Just, yeah, that's such a beautiful blanket covering light. There's, but this authority, this, uh, it's not even, I don't even like that. Word yeah. Authority. It's power it's, almost. Right. Or like yeah. some sort of like, um, it's intention. Really. So, it's intention. Yeah. Yeah. So because yeah. Intention. Cause you can't, you know, you think about, when I, when I visualize that, like, like putting love over Hillary Clinton, right? The human aspect of me can't stand the woman, right? And I, I really just, I just, she makes me sick to my stomach. Okay, so how do you love, I can't, I can't humanly, like through ego, mind, personality, love her. I don't, I don't know how to do that. What I can do is I can visualize love as a frequency hmm. moving over her. And when I do that, I love her. It's like we raise above the human kind of love. Yes. And actually, when I visualize love kind of moving over her and blanketing her, I actually can love her from that perspective because somehow I, I move myself out of my humanness. Oh, this is so Right? Good. And I, can, I then find unconditional love for her. But as soon as I drop back down, I can tap right back into that anger, rage, and hate for her. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's this... It's this perspective of, okay, I'm going to visualize this love coming from my body because our bodies have that ability because we are love. Yeah. We vibrate it. We hold it. We are love. And, and then I take that power and that intention, blanket it over the person that I hate or the system that I hate. And in that second, you are that love. You can feel that love. And then you're just like, oh, somehow I just kind of love you right now. I can see why you are who you are. And mm. thank you for doing that. Um, in a different way than doing it from this yes. perspective. Yes. Okay. Here's a, here's a cool thing. And um, the Hebrew word for love is ahava, A-H-A-V-A. And ahava means to give. So love always gives, never takes from us, always gives. Forgive is not to agree or accept an action. That's that's what Rome wants you to believe. Do you forgive them? Oh, forgive them. Forgive is to love before any act has ever mm. taken place. So when Jesus, Jesus never said, I forgive you. He on the cross says, Father, 
blanket them, forgive them. The first martyr in the Bible is uh, Stephen in the book of Acts. He does the exact same thing. He's getting stoned for simply believing about unconditional love. They're stoning him and he cries out, Father, forgive them. This is the supreme raising above the highest consciousness, the source of love, all that comes from and blanketing it all. What you're saying is so powerful. That is the truth. Yep. Yeah. And it's not hard to do it Mm. because you just practice it. Yeah. You just, it just takes intention and visualization. When you use visualization, it helps because then you can pull yourself out of your humanness. You visualize the blanket over Mm. and you can tap into what that love feels like because it's in you. You don't have to figure it out. Like, well, how do I know? And, if you're in your mind doing that, doing that exercise and you're trying to f- make it, we're trying to figure it out, like analyze it, then you're going to, you're going to still be here in this mm. like mind ego thing. But if you allow yourself to expand beyond and see the blanket and see, you know, whoever it is, you'll feel it. Yeah. You, you can, you can feel it. You can feel what that feels like. It's, don't think about it though. Don't try to feel, don't try to make it happen. It just, you just can, if you can just tap into it. Uh, and I think that is unconditional love. Yes. 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 But when I'm human, Lori, and I'm like, you know, reading all these things and learning all these things to have unconditional love, for instance, I can't stand animal abuse, right? It is probably, the hardest thing that I will ever be able to like unconditionally love and accept. Mm. But if I practice this, would I be able, let's just, I don't even know because it makes me so nauseous even like visualizing love over, I don't know if I could do it. Seriously, I'm like trying right now. Like, okay, can I, can I visualize light over a person that's, no, I don't, I, I, I can't. So that's interesting because I actually like, there's too much of my humanness still there. Hmm. And yet when we do, it ceases. And that's what's going to happen. That's why we live in a world where the lion lays with the lamb, the no death, no crying, no fear, no that this millennial reign of Christ, these thousand years of this new consciousness, because it is constant where we don't have to and are human try to it's now here and everything yep exactly exactly it's amazing it's really it's really powerful what we're stepping into and and what we're becoming and what we're being and what we're realizing and i mean all of it it's just so freaking fascinating it's it's every day i'm just like wow this is really happening (laughs) it's really happening no totally (laughs) it's really happening that's why i had this weird out uh, like energetic elation it was like whoa this is real like this is really happening like i feel like i'm on set and the movie is actually happening right in front of me it's like oh this this is this is happening right we're we're actually shifting like like it's actually happening and 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 you know one of the things that my guide showed me a week a week a week or two ago i don't know when it was but they said that we shifted a really powerful timeline in October mm. and we shifted out of a really intense uh, timeline that could have been really bad in October. 
they didn't give me the details, but um, it was a lot of like kind of civil war type things or fighting more death in the United States, at least is what I was tapping into. Um, and although it's getting a little bit more intense in, in countries, we literally dodged a massive intense bullet in October. And we did that because so many millions of humans are holding higher states of consciousness mm. and, and emanating out love and truth and, and, and unity and all of, I mean, it, it, it actually is making a huge difference and we just can't necessarily see it. Like not everyone's going to realize that we literally just jumped a massive timeline. Mm. Um, but we did and we're, we're doing really amazing work. Um, so, and it's going to continue to kind of shift into these higher tire timelines over and over and over again, even though, even though the country, you know, there's countries that are in more massive lockdown and all these things are still unraveling. It's because we're still, we, we have to go through the, the puberty stage, right? We have to go through the, we have to go through it and yeah. there is going to be scrapes and bruises and, and, and all of that, but it's always getting better, always getting better, always. So good. Yeah, it's always getting better. It's just crazy. I love it. It's I amazing. It. I am, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful you came on. I hope you feel energized because I, like, I feel so energized. I feel like, so much energy. It's like, <laughs> feeling you right now with so much energy. Wow, uh, it's such a great, great conversation. We always go there. I don't even know where we went, but we went somewhere. <laughs> we did go there. Well, I think we went a lot of places. We did. People love it. People are ready. Everyone's ready. Well, those are ready. Those who are ready will find it. And and um, people are ready. Everything's it's, starting to make sense and click. Like, oh, this click. Our conversation talking about romance. Talking about our roman human this that's like oh i i see it we're just putting puzzle pieces in this giant jigsaw that people are like holy moly right sex narcissism reptilian media like all of it everything we talked about all is connected mm -hmm. it's all can it's all tied together um it's amazing yeah it's amazing it is amazing. I am so thankful we came back on. Thank you. I, I want to just, I, I would hug you if we're in the same. I know. Thank you. You're doing amazing. I love watching your videos and just know that you, you are loved. You know, you're loved. Just receive the mm. love because you're so loved. So loved. Thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for being that voice and, 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 and really assisting people in waking up, you know, you, you probably don't realize, I think I may have said this to you last time, but you probably don't realize all of the people that you are waking up just by doing what you're doing. You probably don't receive it, the information back or the, 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 in the, in the amount that you're actually assisting in terms of waking up. Um, it's a lot more than you realize is what I'm trying to say. Whew. Brothers and sisters. I just love you so much. I love you so much. Even if you don't love me, it's okay. I love you. Lori loves you. We love you. And Sister Lori, thank you so much for coming on again. 
<laughs> these conversations we have, they're incredible. And um, I'm proud of you for the beautiful stand that you are in this world. And I'm honored to walk with you during this time. And everyone, my dear brothers and sisters, stay in love. Stay in love. We are one human species. We are humanity. We are human. We are beautiful. Regardless of what the media has convinced you to believe, come back into your heart. Before the trauma, before the fear, before the violations, you can be free, dear brothers and sisters. You can be free in love and light. I bless you all with the highest blessing from the most high. Receive, receive, receive. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, and I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.